There are a whole bunch of moms out there that are very concerned about what's happening in their schools, and they're showing up at the school boards. Momsforliberty.org is one of those organizations where it's just moms coming together and saying, how do we fight this? Well, there is something new to bring to the attention of your school board and your school district, and that is the horrifying new sex ed standards that are happening in public schools. Yes, there's been an update. And if you thought you were upset about CRT, you ain't seen nothing yet. We'll talk about that coming up in just a second. Uh, also, some uh, news of the day that w- that really I think others are missing. We're going to talk a little bit about the supply chain around Christmas time. Oh, and a, a nasty, nasty thought came through my mind. I don't want to say it's a prediction because I... It's just a feeling that I have that makes too much sense and uh, would just gum up the works even more. It just makes too much sense that it's not going to fall in this direction. We'll talk about that. And the group that saved Joe Biden's uh, Afghan interpreter. We talked to them in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. What if there was somebody out there that was so dedicated to stealing from you that they spent every day thinking about it and trying to find new ways to make it happen? What if he developed an entirely new software just to try to hack into your computer and take your identity and all of your money? The bad news is you don't have to imagine this. That person does exist. There are a lot of frighteningly large and growing numbers of these people called cyber criminals, and they may not be targeting you directly. But they are targeting you. They're targeting all of us. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting your life. And there is a group out there that's standing up, protecting you as best they can. Nobody can stop all identity uh, threats, monitor everything that we do online. But I will tell you, LifeLock is the best. They will detect a wide range of identity threats and they'll send you an alert, which is, you know, nice. But also, you have access to a dedicated restoration specialist if you do become a victim. I've had several of these alerts, and they'll call and they'll say, hey, are you opening up this account or are you changing insurance? I'm like, no, on it. Uh, There's nobody better in the business, I think, than LifeLock. Save up to 25% off your first year with promo code BECK. Uh, it is 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or go to lifelock.com, use the promo code back, save 25%. Again, promo code back, 1-800-LIFELOCK. Sarah Teske, she uh, is retired U.S. Marine Corps. She is an advisor for the Human First Coalition. It's a, a group of people that are really doing some good work in Afghanistan uh, and helping people. They have already taken out, I think, about 800. Well, let Sarah, Sarah tell you. Uh, hi, Sarah. How are you? Really good. Good morning, Glenn. Um, I, I, first of all, thank you for everything you guys are doing in Afghanistan. You're really making a difference. Well, and so are you and your team. Thank you for all you've done. You're welcome. So you have uh, about 800 American citizens that you have taken out, right? Uh, we have actually taken out to date over 1,200 Americans excellent. and 6,700 other individuals. 6,700. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. So tell me about um, the, the Joe Biden Afghan interpreter. 
What happened? How did he get out? Well, first of all, we didn't want to steal him from you. <laughs> no, no, no. We didn't. <laughs> we were worried about him because we had put him we had put him up and then he just ghosted us. And the emails are all like, where, where did he go? Is he OK? <laughs> that's how, that's how it's Marines work. Yeah. But, um, I received a concern concerning email that his handler was frustrated and just really struggling with bringing him to safety. And yeah. for us, it's all about human life. I yeah. honestly, in my, in full transparency, when I reviewed the case, him being, you know, president Biden's interpreter, I never foresaw this garnishing so much media attention Yeah. in the larger portfolio. It was such a footnote to such a greater story. I agree. And, for us, it's about saving human lives. Mm-hmm. So when I got the case and saw that he had such a large family and children and the threat he was under, we pushed it up through our movement team and were able to move him immediately and get him out of country and bring him to safety. And um, then the media and everything started to uh, learn about this information. We've, we've predominantly stayed out of the media to focus just on the rescue. Sure. And I felt it was important though, to engage with people like yourself and others to tell our story because we have to be the voice of so many who are still in country who still need to be saved. And I, it is shameful the way the media has just moved on. They've just moved on. And there are so many people. I mean, I don't know about your safe houses, but ours are still full up. We're still in there actively trying to get people out. And planes are flying out every day with with people on from the Nazarene Fund. I'm sure you're doing the same thing. We are. We have over 3000 people still in safe houses. Jeez. And it's getting worse and where there was a bombing in Kabul just a little while ago. Um, I mean, it's getting worse and worse there. It is. There, there are definitely, it's a very complex operational environment and the intricacy and danger of the rescue missions on through transitioning them into lily pads and third world nations is especially challenging with the legalities and the hurdles um, just bureaucracy uh-huh. that we have to, that we have to seemingly navigate to yeah. help these people not only get out and bring them to safety, but then build a life and future for them. So something that's really important to us, and I know you and your organization share the same viewpoint, is we don't want to pull them out and dump them. So yeah. for me, that doesn't, been, that doesn't help. That only causes more problems elsewhere. Absolutely. So I say this all the time in the work I've done for 15 years in anti-human trafficking. The rescue is sexy. Everybody yeah, wants to be exactly part of saving right. lives. Nobody wants to roll up their sleeves and restore innocence, restore lives, help them start a new life outside of their former nation and country. And these people have left with nothing, Glenn, and it is our responsibility if we move them and take them, that we give them an opportunity not only to succeed for themselves, but that we're also not putting a burden on other socioeconomic cultures where we leave them. I mean, mean, even here in America, they shouldn't be you know they shouldn't just be dumped onto our streets that's that's unfair it's it's inhuman in it's not humane to do this no, so so sarah i have a really bad feeling i i talked about this the other day um you know you talked about the lily pad com- countries i mean i personally talked to leaders of state that's and they were like 
you got to get these people out of here. We're taking so many. We're taking more than we promised. And I'm like, I know, I know. We have countries that will take them. So they won't be there long. We'll start moving them. Well, the State Department has sabotaged almost all of our relationships with uh, other countries. And we're trying now to get them out anywhere um, and having a hard time. And I thought... Gee, I wonder if in the end, uh, after the State Department has made it so impossible to get them anyplace else, I wonder if at the end they all are just moved here to the United States. Wouldn't that be remarkable? Wouldn't it be remarkable? (laughs) So remarkable. Yeah. And uh, seems kind of like what what might happen, doesn't it? Was it just me? I hope so. (laughs) here's to hoping I'm not going to lose faith. I I tell my team all the time. You never can lose hope. You never can lose faith because we are their light and we are their only light of hope. And we must continue to shine for them. It's critical because we are all they have. in these dark hours. I will tell you the ones that we have moved and I know you're the same. I mean, we vet, we vet, 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 vet. Um, And it's not like, you know, the United States government that put, five guys on that were going to take over the C-17. Did you read about that? I mean, how did these guys even get on board the plane? You know, I I mean, it's crazy. And I, I wonder about all these people. Uh, I know our people. I don't know everybody else's people. And that's a lot of people that would be coming to the United States a lot. Yes. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. Within our organization, the, the majority of us are either, um, prior serving government or military members. So with that came a lot of incredible and strong relationships. Yes. And we have been able to leverage those to actually vet every single person we take out through the state department and through DOD. Right. So we are doing that not only on the back end with the United States of America, but we are also doing that in the accepting nations through their foreign ministers of travel and um, their foreign ministers of, um, affairs. Yes. For us, it is critical as individuals who have served to make sure we're doing this right and above bar and not just taking anybody and everyone who wants a flight out. And to me, that's the the other piece to this. We have so many organizations that are well-intentioned, but but are lacking the experience in this operational environment Mm -hmm. and don't understand the complexity of mass meal operations. And to me, I would like to see a greater unification of efforts and, and, and understanding people's strengths and weaknesses so we can lessen, lessen the load for some and also increases, increase the resources for others who are, are doing it right. You know, I, I hope, and, and please feel free. I know we're on the air, but I don't have any fear of, you know, if you have something that, that we should be aware of, please tell us. I know that we've tried to do that. You know, one of the things that we have, we had access to airplanes and access to cash. We didn't necessarily, especially at the beginning, have access to people on the ground. And I really, at the time, I was like, this is this is great because other people have people on the ground and they don't have access to the airplane or the money. Let's work together. And I I think that's really, really good. Um, is there, is there anything that we're doing that you see and you'd be like, I wish you guys would do this more or wish you guys would stop doing this. Absolutely not. Glenn, your organization and human first have actually been working together unbeknownst to probably a lot of people for a long time. And it's been our absolute honor and privilege to do so. 
you have so many remarkable heroes and individuals who have been doing extraordinary work. I, I in, agree. In this. And we have over 100 ground team security forces. Wow. So we were really able to support you in that regard, and you were really able to support us with the, the lift, with the planes. So it has been a beautiful synergy. And, and I think in, in all the negative, I think we have to sometimes look at the silver lining. And I think we have to see through this how this entire effort, the bigger picture, underscores the beauty of humanity mm-hmm. and the power and efficiency of public and private partnerships. Uh-huh. And I understand there's been a lot of popularity in, in hitting on that this is about the veterans who served in Afghanistan. But I have seen church groups, NGOs, elected officials, veterans currently serving members, along with corporations uh, I, and foreign um, entities yeah. come together from 8,000 miles away virtually, yep. all in the name of saving human lives. I mean, And that beautiful, beautiful tapestry is, is just something incredible that has been woven in l- literally two months' time, which when, is really beautiful. When you have a talk radio host, rodeo clown, and the prime minister of Pakistan finding a bridge to help that's remarkable i mean that's just it's remarkable yeah we've uh, and we talk about i mean there's a lot of bad at least that i have to say about the state department but i have to tell you i've also seen state department people that are working currently in the state department bust their ass to do the right thing agreed agreed Agreed. It's it's remarkable. I have literally had people in State Department call me and say, can we just pray over you and your team? Can mm-hmm. we just um, pray for all the incredible work we're, you're doing? And we hope it gets better. So, again, I tell I, I always say this. Everyone teases me because I must save it. 300 times a day unlimited grace folks unlimited grace. We are we are working through an unprecedented situation in unprecedented times. And unless you have walked what these Afghan allies and refugees have walked unlimited grace because no one, unless they've lived through it can understand the uncertainty and fear that they themselves are enduring at this very moment. I I just did an interview with um, a family that was brought here to the United States that we, we got out and, uh, and we worked with so many partners on it. I know I hate when I say we got them out. I don't mean it that way. We all work together on it. Um, But uh uh, they were here to tell their story. And I have to tell you, it, it is, I don't think Americans can even imagine what it's like to be a woman that was walking down the street when the Taliban rolled into town. I mean, it's just, no, no, it's, it's remarkable. It, it is. And I think what, I think the human side of this is remarkable. So our, we have handlers and individuals, as I'm sure you do, that, talk to these families, to, to the fathers, to the mothers, to the children every day. Yeah. And that beauty, that, that deep-seated relationship, that trust that has been built over phones is one of the most extraordinary experiences and journeys yeah. I've ever been on in 25 years of, of being serving this nation. And um, recently I was in D.C. I had the honor of, of addressing several members of Congress. And while I was there, I, I had the unique pleasure of meeting the nephew of a family we had just rescued. And to see him play with my kids and hug me mm. and cry together and the power. We had been walking this together since before the withdrawal. 
And we were able to bring their their family to safety a, a couple weeks ago. And just the relief of knowing his family was finally safe and the ability of us to work together to make that happen is something that is even difficult to describe. The power of that, the power of saving human lives is is beautiful. And I think on the other end of that, though, is also the pressure, because every single time we move, we, we talk about the rescue all the time. But to get there, you know, navigating, you know, our, our allies, the language barriers, the fear, it's moving crazy. them to checkpoints and every single moment of these sometimes 24 hour long journeys, wondering did I make the right decision to move this one? Oh my gosh, Sarah, I can't tell you. I, I don't know how you do it. I had to stop. I had to stop because I was getting involved in seeing the movements and stuff. And, you know, you wouldn't get the call or what something would happen. And you'd be like, oh my God, did I make the wrong decision here? Did I just get somebody right. killed? It is terrifying. Terrifying. It is, definitely. And it's, Sarah, it's some days emotionally depleting. Yeah, it is. Uh, Sarah, I can't thank you enough. Uh, and uh, I hope we get a chance to meet sometime and and uh, and just hear about all the success stories that you and Human First Coalition have done. You're, you're remarkable people. Thank you so much. Well, it's an honor. Thank you for all you and your team have done. And I think it's just important to remember that we're not just saving human lives. We are truly changing the trajectory of history for generations to come. It's and that's what keeps me going. Amen. Thank you, Sarah. Appreciate it. Uh, by the way, if you want to make a donation, um, this is a really good group of people. Um, it's humanfirstcoalition.org. Humanfirstcoalition.org. They're one of the partners uh, that we work with at uh, the Nazarene Fund. Really, really good people. You can follow them on Twitter at humanfirstafg, as in Afghanistan. All right. Our sponsor this half hour is uh, Rectech. So I've been following a sports ball this year, you know, like always uh, sit around with the guys, guzzle some beers, uh, root for the team. <laughs> like guzzling beers. That seems ill advised for an alcoholic root beer, root beer, oh, okay. root beer. And, uh, you know, because I'm rooting for my team. So I have to have root beer. That's what all sports guys do. Sports guys. You yeah, know, yeah. we're so sports um, ball guys are really things like are going super just like that uh, super game that is played soon. And uh, yeah, yeah, real soon. Mm. Right, right Actually, I've been watching football with my son uh, because he's playing uh, football now and uh, I, I pretend that I'm interested with him and sit there with him. And it's great. Uh, basically, it uh, is time for me to go out and cook. Uh, he likes the food that I cook on uh, rec tech as we're watching the, you know, watching the game. Holidays are coming up. You uh, don't wait for all the festivities. You want the best meals you've ever had. Meat cooked to perfection. You can cook. You can grill. You can smoke. You can bake on a Rectech. It's amazing. R-E-C-T-E-Q. You know, for those footballers like me, you know, uh, that uh, like their sports and like it raw, but like your steaks done to perfection. Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. Rectech, with a Q at the end, dot com. Uh, all right. 10 seconds, station ID. All right, I'm just looking for things that we have to hit, because coming up in a minute, we have uh, parents... If you are not at your school board, 
uh, meetings, you need to be there. There is a new sex ed standard that is coming out. It's already in 40 percent of the schools. Uh, I love this one. One TV um, uh, report on this was showing some of the things and saying that it wasn't offensive. It was just conservatives that were so. But they had to blur the page out to put it on television. Okay, so. I mean, if your own standards for television say it's pornographic and can't be seen on television, I don't know if it should be seen by my fourth grader. Maybe it's just me. Um, That's coming up in just a second. And uh, way to fight. Oh, by the way, Michael Malice is on my podcast this weekend. You can get it if you're a Blaze subscriber right now. Well, not right now, but maybe in 32 minutes, you might want to start listening to that. It is a fantastic podcast that will fill you with hope, and I'll explain why coming up in just a few minutes. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So the guest walks into your house, and the moment he or she steps in, the first compliment is about the window treatments. And you're like, do you know how much I paid for the rug? What are you talking about? The window treatments I got from Blinds.com. I saved so much money. I bled through the eyes for the stinking carpet, and you don't even notice it. You're just looking at the blinds and the window treatments. How dare you, man? And then they say, how much did you pay for these blinds? And you're like, you can't even imagine. Can't even imagine. You don't tell them you got them from blinds.com because they're probably those snobs that are like, you're buying stuff off the Internet. How do you even do that? Well, you know better. Twenty five million blinds sold. Blinds.com makes custom uh, window treatment ordering online super easy. Hundred percent guaranteed. Perfect fit. I'm telling you right now, blinds.com. Tanya and I have used them over and over and over again, and they're just fantastic. And they're having a sale now. 35% off everything site-wide. 35% off site-wide. It's blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Then again, they may not apply to you. It's not the law of physics. You know what I mean? Doesn't apply to all the time. Blinds.com. Please. <laughs> BlazeTV.com slash Glenn is the place to go to get your subscription to Blaze TV. Use the promo code Glenn to save 10 bucks. Hello, you sick, twisted freak. Welcome to the uh, program. It is Friday. I don't want to bring you down on a Friday, but I... I do want to tell you what's going on in public schools now, and about 40% of their schools have adopted the new sex ed standards, and they are crazy, crazy. Tina Deskovich is uh, with us. She's the co-founder of Moms for Liberty at momsforliberty.org. Hi, Tina. How are you? I'm doing well, Glenn. How about yourself? (laughs) I could be better. I could be better. Um, the, The standards that uh, are now coming into place, the second edition, 2020 standards, um, are introducing all kinds of things at a very young age. Uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, third graders learn about hormone blockers where they can stop their progression into, you know, a boy or a girl, right? 
Yeah, that is correct. So starting in third grade, um, not just the hormone blockers, but they really dig into gender identity. Um, They go in and explain all the different genders and what each one is. I'm not sure as adults, a lot of us have even grasped what that is. So I guess they think eight-year-olds need to really um, identify and understand all the genders. That is, that is, what what are we doing? What are we doing? Um, so they go through that. Uh, sixth graders have to be able to define oral sex. Um, uh, they they talk about sex in graphic detail, starting in sixth grade. Um, and a lot of these uh, a lot of these things that are now being put in. You, you, the, the parents are out of the scene. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, doesn't part of the curriculum teach the kids that their parents can't even tell them, you know, what's right and wrong about their sexuality? Yeah, there are places in the country where that's starting in, in pre-K, where they're talking to children about um, your sexual identity and how no one can tell you. You know, they use it in much simpler terms in pre-K. They say, um, you can be a boy or a girl or both or nothing in between, and no one can tell you, you know, what you are, only you know. And so it's starting very, very young. And then when you read the standards through each grade level, they just reinforce um, in, in broader language as they get older. And what we're seeing uh, around the country, and specifically here in Florida where I am, parents are coming forward that policies are now being created with in school districts that literally say, do not notify parents when the child comes to school, uh, you know, has been a girl her whole life. Uh, in sixth grade, she decides she wants to be he, him. She wants to take on a boy name. Uh, they start counseling the child. Uh, the parents are not notified, and the policy says that. And parents are not aware this is happening. We have moms six months later that are finding this out, and they're devastated. It's really dividing families, putting a wedge between parents and children, and just it's stealing crazy. parental rights. So this is this is crazy. By the way, the new national sex ed standards are quote, devoted to social, racial, and reproductive justice and equity, intersectionality, and language inclusivity. They remove the term girl completely, and the term boy is only mentioned one time. How's that possible? Oh, Glenn, what, you know, what is happening to our country? You know, sex education, as I was reading up on it, kind of was introduced, uh, you know, the late 30s. It wasn't in schools until the late 70s, and it really was brought in uh, family and life studies, right? The basics, re- reproductive. I don't know about when you were in school, but it literally was a, a film strip you turned. Right, and it, it was, was science. The egg in the tube. Right. Correct. Learned how it was created, how baby was created. Uh, this stuff that was uh, approved in 2020 and being adopted all over the country is is a whole other level of just invasive into families, into morality, and it, it's it's just despicable. Okay, so uh, let me just give you a starting in sixth grade, an age group of 11 and 12 year olds. Uh, by the end of the eighth grade and 13, the students need to be able to identify oral uh, and define oral sex, anal sex, and vaginal sex. Starting in the sixth grade, students are taught about abortion and not in a horrific way, but just as this is an option when faced with pregnancy. Um, And teachers now have to provide information about local abortion clinics to students in ninth grade and up. 
Yeah, and it goes on um, that the schools have to provide, like, credible doctors for them to visit when there's issues. You know, not doctors that the parents have selected or researched or chosen, but doctors that school districts have selected and chosen, which, again, an invasion on parental rights. That's what we focus on at Moms for Liberty is protecting and defending parental rights and getting parents involved to stand up for those. And so that's our biggest concern is that parents have been cut out of this completely. Uh, So how do we what do we do when you go to the school board? What do you what do you ask for? Because they're going to be they're going to be slippery again. No, we're not teaching any of that stuff. Do you do you go in and say, uh, are have you adopted the 2020 second edition standard of the national sex education? Program? Yes, I, yeah, I would ask that direct question. I would do a public records request, whatever it's called in your in your state, to request uh, to see what your child is learning. Um, if you can get it for every grade level, that would be great. But the the problem runs deeper, Glenn, and I think it needs to be addressed on the school board level. Um, as you might know, our organization uh, we're launching chapter level all over the country, and our goal is to be the watchdogs of these school boards and show up at every single school board meeting from now to the end of time. Uh, but we also need to be watching at the state level. Uh, the stats there are kind of surprising. Only fa- five states require parental consent before a child can receive this instruction. So five out of our 50 states. 25 states at least require the district to notify parents that there is some sort of sex ed being taught. And honestly, what does that look like when it comes home in a backpack? It's usually buried in a stack of papers sure. that, say, that say, this year your kid's going to be taught you know, sex ed. And you're like, and oh, and you think about the film strip you saw right, when you were a kid. Correct. And you're like, oh, okay, great. Great, no problem. That is not what this is. And then um, 36 states allow parents to opt out of sex ed, which is really great, except some of those are, are, are set to expire. So parents need to be paying attention to their state laws and get involved on that level, too. Okay, I would like to uh, talk to you more about this, um, you know, in the coming days. We're out of time today, but I, I would like to talk to you more about it because I, I think this is, I mean, this is as shocking as CRT is. Uh, and if we if we allow this to be taught to our kids, you know, it's on our own head. Um, and, and if you can't you say I can't I can't homeschool my kid, I can't take my kid out of school, then you have to be at every school board member uh, a meeting. You have to be there and you have to ask these questions again. You want to ask your school, school district and school board and state are the are the art students now using the second edition 2020 standards for national sex education? Absolutely, and they can look on momsforliberty.org to join their local chapter. Our chapters will be taking this on. So you personally don't have to be at every single school board meeting, but someone from our organization will be because that is their goal, and they work and they collaborate, and you need to make it to the monthly meetings so that you can they can go over and show you what's being uh, taught in your children's school. So good. Momsforliberty.org. Momsforliberty.org. Thank you, Tina, so much. God bless. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you for the time. You bet. All right, coming up in uh, just a second, some of the things that I have to get to before we leave. This is a, a great, uh, great segment coming up in just a second. Stand by. Um, all right, so what are your kids being taught? The, the, the thing is not just what they're being taught. It's also what they're not being taught. They are not being taught how to think for themselves. Uh, They're not being taught, you know, uh, how to open up a lemonade stand anymore. We don't want to open up a cotton candy stand. Go with me here for a second. Uh, In Smithfield, 
four children decided to do that. And uh, not only did they accomplish it, they grew their business today. Two years later, they're shipping out 100 cases of cotton candy a month. American exceptionalism. That's not taught. That's discouraged. Now, guess where they got the idea to start their own business? They got it from reading the Tuttle Twins books. The Tuttle Twins books. I've been talking about these books for a while. They're very important, deeply American things that your kids and your grandkids need to know. Tuttle Twins, having a great sale right now. Every parent should have these books. 35% discount on their books, plus they're giving away the activity workbooks at no additional cost. Big discount off the normal price. If you're a parent like me where you're like, I don't know what else to do, start here. This is so important. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Go there now. The Glenn Beck Program. All right. Let me uh, talk to you about a couple of things uh, that I need to get off the uh, plate this week. They are, um, looks like they're going to pass this $600, you know, rule the IRS can snoop on your your bank account if you if you move $600. Everybody is trying to solve this by saying, well, we'll just make it $10,000. No, it's a violation of the Fourth Amendment, period. It's a violation of the Fourth Amendment. No. Man, where is the spine in Washington? The reason why I bring this up is because uh, you should know about it, uh, but people are taking their money out of banks. I warn you, I warn you, the banks don't have your money, okay? They all, everything is now going not to a vault. It's going to the Federal Reserve every night. Um, and they are marking that money so they know exactly where that money is going for. And if you want to take a significant amount of money out, $10,000, you're going to have to, you'll wait for that money to be taken out. And believe me, uh, when you do that, what will happen is the federal government has already been known to come in. And if you don't have clear records with that cash, you can lose it. And even if you have the clear records, you can lose it. So be very careful. Move to a local bank. They still will be hit by the IRS if this passes. But a local bank will give you more protection. Just get your money out of these giant corporate Fed banks. Uh, I want to talk to you about something I think is going to happen in the next few weeks. You know, they're saying, you know, people aren't going to be able to fly on airplanes, you know, if you don't have the vaccine. Uh, nobody's talking about 40% of the TSA is unvaccinated. These are the people who are touching us all the time and touching everybody. And they are unvaccinated. Uh, the federal government said by November 22nd, that's six weeks away. I think you're going to have a problem with the TSA in six weeks. By the way, the other big news, Thanksgiving is six weeks away. That means my house will have been two weeks away from being finished three times. I just want you to let you know. <laughs> uh, one other thing. One other thing. We wanted to put this montage together uh, of Joe Rogan, uh, Sanjay Gupta, and CNN. Because they said they never said that about the horse dewormer stuff. Here it is. It blows my mind that Joe Rogan just yesterday admitted to taking ivermectin. Ivermectin is something more often used to deworm horses. CNN is saying I'm taking horse dewormer. Rogan telling his 13 million Instagram followers that he was treated with several drugs and he included ivermectin on the list, a drug used for 
livestock. Rogan said the word ivermectin. Yes, that's the deworming medicine made to kill parasites and farm animals. Why would they lie and say that's horse dewormer? So things are clearly bad, but they're being made even worse by people who have refused to take the vaccine and instead are swallowing horse paste. Wait, 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 wait a second. He, he said that he got better because he ate he said cattle he's been, dewormer. He, they must know that that's a lie. You have individuals like Joe Rogan, for example, who uh, who don't want to take an experimental vaccine, but will take horse dewormer. Well, 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 well if well, it is well. an old horse worm Rogan. <laughs> Ivermectin is often used to deworm livestock. Ivermectin apparently given to deworm animals. It's a lie on a news network, it, and it's it, a lie that's a willing, that's, that's a lie that they're conscious of. It's not a mistake. Yeah. They're unfavorably framing it as veterinary medicine. Joe Rogan, uh, he came down with COVID. He says he says he's been taking the uh, livestock dewormer uh, ivermectin. They lied what and they said say? I was taking horse dewormer. Ivermectin is a drug that is commonly used as a horse dewormer. They keep saying I'm taking horse dewormer. I literally got it from a doctor. You know, doctors right. say, doctors say you could take it for humans. Yeah, but not for coronavirus. He may not have gotten it from the feed supply store, but it's the same compound. When you have a horse dewormy medication that's discouraged by the government, that actually causes some people in this crazed environment we're in to actually want to try it. That's the upside down where we're in with figures like Joe Rogan. Bro, do I have to sue CNN? He also acknowledged taking a controversial treatment designed for animals. Does it bother you that the news network you work for, for out and out lied? Well, Just outright lied? about me taking horse dewormer they, they they shouldn't have said that why did they do that i don't know it's interesting grabian did a great job putting that all together but it's it's like it's an interesting thing and in that some of it is just misinformation right where they say it's often used as, as horse dewormer correct right like that is true mm -hmm. however so just misleading right so are oats and a lot of people have yeah. oats in their bread and their breakfast exactly so uh, misleading but not fa not like yes. an actual straight out lie yeah Many examples in there, straight out lies. He's taking he should a medicine. Sue them. He should sue them. It's you know, it's always tough to win those, but, uh, uh, but not lately. It hasn't been. I mean, that's an out and out yeah. lie. He should sue them. Um, the good news is is that nobody heard it, and um, <laughs> and they most likely heard his lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, uh, most people will uh, will know about this because of Joe Rogan. He's a much bigger star than. All of the people uh, on CNN combined, uh, and so they will hear the truth about what they did uh, to him and how they discredited uh, this this Nobel Prize winning human medicine. And they just wanted it so badly. They wanted the wreck on him so badly. They didn't even bother to look into it. I mean, I don't no. even think they they just heard horse dewormer on a tweet and just went with it. I mean, like we literally require it of human beings who are coming here from overseas as refugees. We require they they take ivermectin, not for covid, but for, uh, you know, parasites and such. We require it. It's obviously you can say you don't think it works for covid. You can say that. But you can't say it is a it is horse dewormer only. It is not designed only for livestock. It is a it is a medicine that is given to millions and millions of people. Some sometimes our government requires them to take it. So here's the good news. This is proof positive. You're winning. You're winning. Look at Rogan's ratings. Look at CNN's ratings. 
You're winning. Don't lose hope. And don't miss this weekend's podcast. This is the Glenn Beck Program.